there's this guy named Eusebio Di Mabungo. Ooh. Di Mabungo. I love these names, Di Mabungo. It's, it's the two things. It's the thing itself and then it's the belief. No, anything <laughs> to get you into that healthy state of delusion. Yeah. If you need to do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he, bulletproof vest would also be great. How <laughs> distinguishing are his features? I saw a photo of him. He looks like just whatever Filipino. <laughs> It's another brown man. Like, yeah, with a whatever. mustache. Again, a big hair, mustache, and he was not that tall. So, of course, he looked like every other guy in the sabo. <laughs> Anyways. So, make my body a living chopping block for an exceedingly razor-sharp sword. I'm not entirely sure why I allowed myself to be a testing tool for the power of the anting anting. I'm just still waiting out for the Agimat animated series featuring the Sailor Moon-like magical transformation sequence. Hi, this is Anima, and this is the Gods Must Be Crazy podcast, a podcast where we talk about Philippine mythology and folklore. Uh, you'll be hearing from Ice in a little bit, uh, but I wanted to record this little introduction of the part two of our episode on talismanic beliefs uh, or anting anting or agimat in Filipino culture. Last episode uh, was pretty dense, and this episode is also pretty dense, and that's why we decided to cut it up into two parts. Um, and so without further ado, here is part two. And so now we go a little bit into the colonial beliefs. Meaning during the Spanish During period? the Spanish air period, yeah. So like we said, there's a lot of... There's a lot of appropriation that mm-hmm. was done and they have been affected by critical attitudes that they were like back backward you know like people's perceptions now that they're backward habits and things like that but at worst they're seen as fraudulent or intrinsically prone to evil and some people who take it really seriously like the guys that this guy interviewed treat them with scorn or ridicule but there are many many crazy beliefs so I would like to give Dennis Villanueva the <laughs> benefit of the doubt that he did it in an earnest way, but there's there's a very the lens is very the lens is very voyeuristic, I guess. Mm. It's very like look at these crazy people mm. type of type. This of is things. from the book "They Shall Be As Gods." They shall be as gods, yes. Right. But again, might have been just my perception. So, what was the use of the anting anting? How how. How were they perceived by the the Christian mm-hmm. Spanish, right? They said, "Oh, look, they're doing these things. They're they're using it the same way as some peasants use saints. So let's just say it's the same thing." So they unified the Bathala and the Catholic God into an all encompassing deity called the Infinite Dios, as I mentioned. For the friars, the explanation was God was this. This is the logic that they mm. used. God rules the universe. You may call him Bathala. And then we call him Jos, but they are just the same. So the premise of the unification of Christianity and animist paganism was laid out in the pre-colo- to the pre-colonial Filipinos, and they just embraced it very easily uh-huh. because for them, oh, it, you know, it's the same guys. We just have a different language, so we call them different things. Uh-huh. Same, they seem consistent. Wenceslao Retana 
had a monograph on Anting Anting. And he said, the natives wanted the best to obtain the best of both worlds, the old pre-Hispanic paganism and the newly emergent Christian religion. So the fusion of the paganism, superstition, magical rituals, Christianity, Anting Anting, constituted all over. Like, I love how our, our ancestors were like, I don't really have to choose. Let me just hedge my bets. Let's hedge my bets and like, and like bet, bet. Yeah. Diversify our portfolio. Exactly. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll get that God too. That's fine. I got I got time. <laughs> I'll pray to this God and offer him some food, but oh I'll also God. pray to this God and offer him prayers. I love it. Right? I like it. I but like you it. know, it makes sense because remember, before the Spanish bought uh, Catholicism here, that's how they treated the pre-colonial gods, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'll worship this god for this and yeah. this other god for this other thing. Yeah. But Hala came from a- another place, yeah. you know? So the dragons came from another place too. So why okay. not? I like it. I like it. So there's... oh they So like I mentioned, a lot of the charms had to do with what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So for example... There is, you wear crocodile teeth to protect from crocodiles. You wear or dried up snakes to protect from snake bites, snake bites. And then the prayers to avoid being captured by the Spanish authorities. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the, uh, here, there was an English Englishman named John Foreman. And he said, he lived in the Philippines for 20 years. And then he said, the most ignorant classes believe that certain possessions, persons are possessed of a mystic power called anting-anting, that the person has anting-anting, which preserves them from all harm, and that the body of the man is so affected that even that it even repels bullets or steel. They're usually brigands and are often captured wearing medallions of the Virgin Mary or the saints as device of the anting-anting. In Maragonon, Cavite, the son of a friend of mine, son of a friend of mine, <laughs> was enabled to go into any remote place with impunity because he was reputed to be possessed of this charm. Some highwaymen, too, have a curious notion that they can escape punishment for a crime committed on Easter week because the thief on the cross was pardoned for his sins. So remember, when Jesus was crucified, on the left was a thief, ah! on the right was someone else or whatever. And then Jesus was like, you guys, today you guys will join me in the kingdom of heaven. He ah. forgave the two, the thief and the other guy. So that's like they're... Involved. That's why thieves can steal on what? a holy No. <laughs> Let's steal something. This is just a random like bandit lore. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I lo- There's a lot of bandit lore actually. So, so even if it's connected with a lot of revolutionaries... It's really not found in a lot of textbooks, mainly because probably people will think it's cookie, right? Mm-hmm. And But there has been a lot of myth-making around leaders of the Philippine Revolution. They're mostly apocryphal, but they were really important in raising the spirits of the followers. Because when they believed, like again, we talked about Rizal, how he was perceived as a god and that helped them you know augment the spirit of the revolution i mean even during edsa revolution mm. cory was sort of depicted as like a saint-like figure oh really yeah yeah like she was so she like she would hide with the priests like they would they would she would be sheltered by the nuns 
you know, that so she must be, we don't know anything about her, but she must be special because she's protected by the church, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So okay. that helped, they, and they harped, of course, they've harped on that legend. And, and you know, they harped on the Marcos legend also that he was protected, that he had also hunting and thing. But even further back, Andres Bonifacio, Mm-hmm. who was the founder of the Katipunan or the or rebellion the, against the the Spanish one of the he, main revolutionary bodies yeah. yes he was said to possess a medallion of Santiago de Galicia a catholic saint usually put, uh, depicted on top of a mighty steed and a savior of christians and slayer of moors according to the filipino belief his medallion gave him supernatural powers and then during the height of the revolution against the Spaniards, Bonifacio would give his followers little scraps of black fabric uh-huh. that were said to be taken from the vestments of Gumburza. Oh, Gumburzas, they were, they were, they were the three ma- Filipino Catholic priests, Mariano Gomez, Jose Burgos, Jacinto Zamora, and they were executed. Yeah, they were beheaded. Yes. No, they were garroted. Ah, garroted, garroted sorry. Yeah. Because of their subversion in a in a mutiny in Cavite. Garroting is a very horrible execution and practice. And slow. They basically, like, tighten... You're on a chair, right? You're, you're sitting on a chair, and then they put a lock or... Like a like something around your neck. Like a screw or Metal. something around your neck. And there's a screw behind that tightens Like it. a giant wing nut. Yeah. And then they tighten it slowly. So it's a very slow and painful death. So it's a dual action. It's a choking, but also the screw is going to your spine and it'll break your neck. So you might break your neck before you choke to death. Yeah, so there were these three Filipino um, priests who were executed. And that was one of the events that really sparked like... The revolution. The biggest battles of the revolution that started. Gomburza was like... You know, as Filipinos I like combining names. So, but yeah, little squares. Sorry, of, so Gomburza is Gomez, Burgos, and Zamora. Jacinto. I, Zamora, I, Zamora, you're right. Jacinto? Jacinto Zamora. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Tanga. Sorry. Okay. Gomburha. Gomburha. Gomburza. So he took their clothes, or what he says are their clothes, cannot be verified, and he gave it to the men for. That's really interesting because it really combines a lot of the, you know, mystical beliefs and anting anting, but also this idea and practice we always have of like really mythologizing people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'll have a, I have a side, a side cuento of anting anting. In the 90s, in Lipa, Batangas, there was a rain of rose petals from the sky in the Carmelite Sisters Church. There were no rose, rose bushes. So they, so they said, I was not there. And so it rained roses. And the roses, the rose petals, mm-hmm. had images of Jesus and No way. So Do general, you know anyone who was actually there? No, but we had one. We had a rose petal. But do you have accounts of someone who's actually there who witnessed the thing? No. Not personally, no. I saw it in a documentary once. Mm. So General Abadia, who is my dad's boss and a good and one of my dad's good friends, he was given a rose by one of the nuns. A rose petal, sorry. He had it laminated and it was a pendant. When our house burned down in nineteen ninety two, 
my dad was working for him and then he gave the rose petal to my dad because mm-hmm. he says you got you have had a run of bad luck the month before our house burned down we got robbed so like we were super you know when you get robbed in the philippines they say have the saying when you get robbed they say I'll say it in Tagalog. Manakawang ka na ng sampung beses, huwag ka lang masunugan. Uh-huh. Like, you can get robbed 10 times as long as your house isn't burned down. Well, we had both. We got oh, robbed God. and our house burned down. He gave us that thing. And then a week later, we had housing because it was government housing, right? And since then, my dad's career was just like, like skyrocket. Like, it worked really well. When I was applying for school, for university, he gave me the rose petal. Okay. I was an oblation scholar. I'm also like really smart. Sure. <laughs> but I got like full ride in the university, right? So I thought it was, you know, I really felt it was very lucky. Or at least it gave me a belief. Mm. I'm not particularly religious, by the way. And then my aunt got cancer. And so we sent the rose petal over there. She had she had a successful transplant of stem cells. And then she died. And then when she died, they had processed her body. And so we never got the rose petal back. Where was it? It was in Indiana. They they when they were looking for her, when they were looking for her in her personal effects, uh-huh. everything was there except for the rose petal. Oh. So we think we like to you know we like to think that that blessing has done its job in our lives, mm-hmm. and it was with us for over fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And so we said like it's okay. We we you know we got. It. But but it's exactly that. It's a random thing. I honestly did not see the, the Mar- Blessed Mary Virgin in the petal. <laughs> By the way, General Abdi had two petals. One was one was the one he gave us and the other one had like a really clear, like a, it looked like a person. But again, it's like you can find faces in a piece of toast and it doesn't mean And anything. it's a natural human instinct, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find faces. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that that was an interesting it was Lord knows there's no real thing behind it. But it was also like a belief. Mm. And the belief makes it so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So speaking of beliefs of the folk heroes, there is this guy. So again, it doesn't have to be anything particularly important. You should give Tegan a rose petal or a gumamela petal at some yeah. point. Yeah. Just no, the... you know, the first flowers that she brought home to me, I'm pre- I pressed in a mm. book and I'm gonna like save it and yeah. that for me that's like a talisman of mommyhood yeah right? that's nice when she becomes a teenager and hates my guts but you know then you give I'll it remember. to her I'll put it in remember her tea I'll, I'll crumble it and I'll put it in her food remember when you used to love me remember when you brought me presents <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay so speaking of things that are like not like that doesn't make sense there's this guy named Eusebio Di Mabungo Ooh. Di Mabungo I love these names, Dima Bungo. It's like my surname, Dima, Dima, Dima Pilis. So it, what does Mapilis mean? It's from Dima Pilit. We were the people who would not leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were like hard headed. Pilit means force. Yeah. And when you say Dima Pilit, it means you cannot force them. We were people so... who would refu- we refused to <laughs> take a Spanish name. Dima Pilit. Dima Pilit. So Sorry, so, so yeah. to go to Dima Bungo. Bungo cannot means... Be Bumped. Bumped or, yeah. Hit. Yeah. yeah. So cannot be hit. Cannot be hit, cannot <laughs> be bumped. So his name is Eusebio Roque, or, pro- or popularly known as Maestro Sebio Di Mabungo. And he was the uh, leader of Filipino revolutionary, revolutionary space. And they had two people, General Vibora and General Apoy, <laughs> recounted their memoirs of the extraordinary supernatural powers. 
So what he would do is he had powers himself, but he would make he he had a powerful anting anting that allowed him to make anting anting. So what he would do? What was his anting anting? It protected him from bullets of all kinds, from guns as well as cannonballs. What was it? Do you know? It's not known. It doesn't say. And in the literature, it says that if an anting anting, the nature of the anting anting is secret. It's more powerful okay. than a known anting anting. Okay. So he would he would make an anting anting. So what he would get is he would create. We used to do this as kids, little circles uh-huh. traced from a silver peso. So little circles traced okay. from coins, okay. and then he would. This is the you would put the paper on top of a peso and yeah. like engrave it by like rubbing charcoal on top. Yeah, but he didn't engrave it. He would just trace the circle, okay. cut the circle, and he would put a cross in the middle. And with some arcane lettering. So, have you seen a Saint Benedict medallion? I used yeah, to wear I one. So it's like that. It kind of looks like that. I've it's like a square. the Benedictine prayer in Latin. So it's like for a no reason. It's like a bastardized Benedictine mm. prayer. I'm from a Benedictine school. You are. It's called Saint Benedict. Oh, I didn't know that. Saint Benedict. Yeah. We are Augustinians. We we hang out <laughs> and we sing. Anting anting horse. No. Yeah, he was a white stallion that could smell the Americans who were nearby and warn him of danger. So he's because of that, he was able to destroy an American convoy and to have single-handedly routed an American detachment in an encounter in the barrio of Kium. He also had a tagabulag, if you remember. Tagabulag means it... Renders you invisible. Yes. So the tagabulag made him invisible. Uh-huh. He's a priest, by the way. He's uh-huh. a guerrilla priest. So yeah. So and then what the men would do? They get the paper. Uh-huh. They eat it. Like ostia. Like ostia. Yeah. Like the body of Christ. Yes. And then he would utter secret orations, or orations uh-huh. or prayers. He would mutter it under his breath, like the host of the Catholic communion. And then he promised that this would make their bodies bulletproof against the guns of the Spaniards. Love it. It did not make them bulletproof. Anything to to get you into that healthy state of delusion. Yeah. If you need to do what you gotta do. Yeah. You know? And also, also, he was... But bulletproof vests would also be great. Yeah. (laughs) Also, they said that if you just kept eye contact with him, you would also be... Bulletproof. How will you fight though if you're keeping eye contact? Then, with them? then you're just gonna trip. Like the I bullets know. won't hit you, but you're gonna trip. I know. This I reminds know. me of the Melania transformation sequence mm-hmm. in, in Melania de Barrufen. Yeah. So this guy, Gregorio Aglipay, who's founder of the Philippine Independent Church that I talked about earlier, was the ninong of Marcos and gave him an anting anting. He apparently also, and so he never got captured even if he had a bounty on his head, he would pass through the ranks of the enemy and talk to the American soldiers without being recognized. At the height of the hunt, he would even go into cockpits, not cockpits of the airplane, but cockpits of cockfighting, and even place bets while the Americans looked on without recognizing him. Damn. This account may have some truth to it, as the Americans probably never had a photo of him in the first place. That's what I was going to say. How distinguishing are his features? I saw a photo of him. He looks like just whatever Filipino. (laughs) 
He looks like your Tito. <laughs> tito Gregorio. So probably to the Americans, you're like, oh, it's another brown man. Like, yeah, with a mustache. Again, a big hair, mustache, and he was not that tall. So of course, he looked like every other guy in the Sabo. <laughs> Anyways, so the so that those are there's so many historical historical renditions and it's always Tulisan, it's always Tulisan or a bandit or a rebel or whatever. And the people who became prominent leaders, these were like secret stories mm-hmm. because again, I guess it, it they were afraid that it would detract from their credibility. So there's a lot more stories in Dennis Villanueva's You Shall Be as Gods. So do 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 Villegas Villanueva. Villegas. But what I really wanted to like dig my teeth into mm-hmm. is how I got into Anting Anting lore, uh-huh. which is through film, Filipino films, uh-huh. particularly Ramon Revilla. Ramon Revilla Sr. Okay. Ramon not Revilla. Bong Revilla. Not Bong Revilla. Not to be mistaken God, for yes. Ramon Bong Revilla, yes. who changed his name yes. to Bong Revilla, like Ramon Bong Bong Revilla, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he changed his last name to, to Bong Revilla. Yeah. Bong is his nickname. Yes. So that he would appear higher in the ballot. Alphabet, yeah. In yeah. the because in the ballot list, all of the senators are obviously alphabetized, and yeah. his last name Revilla would put him in the lower end. Yeah. So he changed legally changed his last name to Bong Revilla. Dick so, Gordon changed his name to Wild Dick. That's right. <laughs> so he'll be in the bottom. I was like, what the heck is this wow dick thing? <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, I just came back to the Philippines after two years of not being able to go back home. And obviously, so many like election banners. Elections is like, in 30 days. Anyways, so I used to watch movies when I got home from school. When I was mm-hmm. like third grade, I would go home, have my lunch, do my homework. And at like 2.30, the movies would start in Channel 2. Okay. And they were eight older movies. So it would be 1989 mm-hmm. when I was born and I was in third grade. <laughs> and they would show Ramon Revilla movies. Okay. And Ramon Revilla movies would have movies that were like folklore based. Okay. So these bandits who were famous in the 70s or 60s or even pre-colonial times and they were always magical. They were always Ooh. they always had anting anting. So in Filipino films, did he have a specific character? That he so, many. Okay. <laughs> so many. No, I thought it was one of those things. Like it was a series. Like yes, the Pedro Penduco movies, for example. Yes, yes, yes. There was a series. Mm. Do you so. know that there? Were, sorry, this is an aside. Sure. But remember, we featured episodes. The trickster. The trickster, uh, trickster Loki. Episode. Takes one to know one. Yes. Take you no. Know, it takes one to know one. Yes. Something <laughs> like that. And apparently, there's like a, a series of films. Yes. That were Juan Posong. Juan Posong goes. Yeah, Dolphy. To, it wasn't Dolphy. Was it Dolphy? It was Dolphy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Juan Tamad goes to Manila. Mm-hmm. Juan Posong goes to Congress, Senate, yes. or something yeah, like that's that. Yeah, that's Dolphy. That's oh, Dolphy. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so this is the film. I'll tell you first of the one that I got into, which is my super, super favorite. It's nine. Okay. Pepe Agimat. Or Pepe is a nickname for Jose. And he had, he had his agreement were chameleon claws. So just like two lizard claws uh-huh. tied to his belt. Chameleon in Tagalog is hunyango, which is one of my favorite Tagalog words. And so what he would do... Hunyango. Hunyango. So when he would go to like behind a tree and he would dig his nails into the tree, he would turn the color of the tree. And you can just imagine the 80s oh special God. effects of I that. I love it. 
So he was a bandit, right? So that for me like sparked my imagination. And so in 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 Filipino film, Ramon Revilla Sr. sort of like owned that that genre, right? And so there are different he types of... He was like of, the local hero. Yeah, so he had like superhuman strength, invisibility, heightened senses, self-healing, elemental powers. The person can also shoot... The first X-Men. Yes. The, he can shoot uh, fire and lightning via his hands or generate electricity through one's body. Like if you were stepping on water and, and, and I step on water and I step on it too, I, you'll get electrocuted. And then the person can perform telekinesis, stop a life bullet. I love it. Have premonitions, fight, morphing and uh, cal- yeah, abilities. everything. Camouflage abilities, like a chameleon, my favorite. So can he have, can do everything. Essentially, he can uh, have extreme good luck, possess invincibility, or perform miracle curative forms. Pepeng Agiman. That was one. The other one he's super famous for is Nardong Putik. Nar- huh? Nardong Putik. And Nardong Putik. He, and he made him. In, it made him invulnerable. That's the edible... Putik is mud. Yes, edible yeah. mud. But also, he's invulnerable and he can hide in the mud. And it's ba- and it makes him invisible, but he was just covered so in mud. It's like, so it's like, you know, how Popeye eats spinach and he becomes stronger. So he will eat the mud. And, and become, become invulnerable. Become but, he, but Nardong Putik was a real person. Huh? Was a real bandit who like avoided the authorities. By hiding in the mud. By being hidden by people. Okay. Because he would steal from the rich and give to the poor. So people would hide You know the image in my mind right now? Hunger Games. Yeah. Pita. Yeah. Decorating himself with mud. In mud, yeah. (laughs) He was the... the So he was like the Robin Hood. Yes. Of the olden times. Yes. So when was this guy alive? Nardom Putin in, se- in the 60s and 70s. Nardom Putin. Yes. And he was a real person. Yes. Okay. A real bandit. A real folk. Folk habit. So there are so many stories that they became a series that was produced in the two- in 2010. Okay. That was the the actor who played all of the Agimat guys was Jolo Revilla, who was the grandson yeah. of Ramon Revilla Sr. And I'll tell you a couple of episodes. There's a What's couple the of episodes. What's the name of the series? Al- Agimat. Agimat. Ang mga alamat ni Ramon Revilla. Is this GMA? I think so, yes. Yeah. So one episode was called Tiagong Akyat or Climbing Tiago. Tiago is like Spanish of James. Based on Is the... it James? Yeah. Santiago yeah. is St. James. Santiago. James yes, James. Tiago okay. is James. <laughs> I, I, could, I would not. <laughs> I would not have linked those two names. Yeah. But okay. I learned it when I was um, watching the El uh, Noli Mitanghera TV special, and there was like a companion TV show that they talked in English because they were like Filipino stage actors. Jaime Fabregas was in it, I think. And then he said, "Capitan Tiago." He was like, "Oh, Capitan Tiago," which, by the way, is Spanish for Saint or for Captain James. So, Tiago. Tiago, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, the Tiago Akyat was one of the most famous outlaws in the Philippine okay. in Philippine history. He terrorized Manila and nearby provinces in the 20s, looting homes and establishments. 1920s. 20s, yeah. There was a legend that he only looted the homes of the rich and even helped the poor. Such was his notoriety that rarely had a newspaper be issued in any day without news about him. Love it. The other one was Pepeng Agimat. So they did a TV episode on Pepeng Agimat. Pepe the Amulet, Charm Tepe. So Pepeng Agimat was sort of like a catch-all for the different powers. So the one I saw was the old, old one with the Hunyango, with mm-hmm. the chameleon. This one was about Charm Pepe. 
He was bullied in school for being geeky and clumsy. Pepe discovers that there is a mission he inherited from his father that he must fulfill. He uh-huh. has been given a magical amulet, okay. which he must use to vanquish the clan of Aswang that was terrorizing Cavite. Uh-huh. But then Pepe falls in love with a beautiful and mysterious lady named Laura. And he is forced to choose between his mission and his love for her. So is she an Aswang? Maybe. The other one is Tonyong Bayawak. <laughs> but what were his powers? Just anything. It's, I don't know. It's just, he used it for vanquishing. Okay. Okay. Tonyo is the nickname for Antonio. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Lizard, Bayawak is a water monitor. So Antonio de la Cruz, oh, played by Coco Martin, is a responsible father who hunts monitor lizards for a living. Okay. And was chosen by the fairy of the forest okay. to battle injustice. To restore peace in Cavite under the guise of Tonyo Bayawak. By the way, Ramon Revilla was from Cavite. Okay. And apparently, Agimat lore is, you know, thriving and healthy in Cavite. Under the guise of Tonyo Bayawak. But the death of his wife, Marine, leads him to cross the thin line between hero and vigilante. Ooh, I a- love these descriptions. These are so great. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was, this was the, that was all the first season. And there were only two episodes of the second season and then it was cancelled. Aw, yeah. okay. So this episode is called Elias Paniki or Elias the Bat. Elias's mother died the night she gave birth to Elias to live with his foster. Uh, so he has to live with his foster parents. Elias takes mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, <laughs> <laughs> Muay Thai training by a soldier named Victor. I don't know why Muay Thai. There's Filipino martial arts, and is given an amulet with extraordinary powers. The Bertud ng Paniki. Bertud is Dagiman. He uses the amulet to fight off the Mangkukula who is feared to have returned. So he's like Batman. <laughs> Muay Thai Batman. Yeah. Because his parents are dead. Yes. He had to train. Yes. He is protected by bats. <laughs> who was his Against enemy? the Mangkukula. The witch doctor. The witch doctor. Okay. okay. And the last episode is, is by does far. Does the witch doctor look like a penguin? I don't know. Or a joker. Or a cat. (laughs) Anyway. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Bianong Bulag. Biano the Blind. A blind young man gets a hold of an amulet that makes him a deadly sharpshooter. Sorry, wait, wait, wait. You're you're laughing. I can't understand. (laughs) Bianong Bulag. Or Biano the Blind. A blind young man gets hold of an amulet uh-huh. that makes him a deadly sharpshooter. <laughs> wow. But his his special power, he uses it to help those in need. Wait, question. So the amulet helps him see? No, the amulet helps him become a sharpshooter. I don't know if it helps him see or if it... In a game of logic... Does it just like guide his Yes, gun? that's my okay. thinking. I was, I was thinking, so it's either that or like, he can only see when he has to shoot. <laughs> he only sees through the viewfinder. No. <laughs> if he only makes it. What if it's a pistol and there's just sights? That's it. That's it. I can see. Vision. Like I'm gonna look at my 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 girlfriend. Is she pretty? I have to point this gun at her. I love it. So I think it just guides it. Okay, and this is the last one. Captain Ingo or Captain Ingo, a young man becomes an invincible hero. After he obtains an amulet which gives him the power to ward off bullets and conquer his enemies. Pretty boring. I'm still with... <laughs> sorry, sorry. He obtains a... Amulet that gives him power to ward off bullets. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about... Let's talk about... I'm winding down. Okay. <sighs> Breathe. Breathe. So much coffee. Drink some water. Okay. So modern day antineros. Mm. 
Antingeros are the people who... Is that the term? Yeah. Antingero? Who use anting. Anting-a-tings. Anting-a-tings. Interesting. So, there are a lot of groups, as I mentioned. But this group is called Haring Bakal, which I mentioned earlier on. They're an exclusive group of men and women. And they're called Pulahans. Pulahans. Like red. Red, yes. Because of the red shirts. They have to wear red shirts. The red shirts, and they also have bandanas. Okay. That believe they believe to protect them from bullets and swords. Okay. They Are have, they like a gang or like? Kind of. They're not like, like an organized crime gang. A club. They're like a, a club. Unity. Like a cult. Do they live with each other? No, 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 no. So it's like a club. Yeah, it's like a club. I mean, club makes it sound so like wholesome. Yeah. Like babysitters club. No. It seems like, and they're all over the world in beside uh, in the world in the Philippines. This is a guy. Does the author say it's a cult? No, no? it's a group. Okay. Exclusive group. Okay. They're in Visayas and Mindanao, and they were known alternately as Ilaga, and they used to be mercenaries mm. that are hired by people to defend their villages from bandits and pirates. So it's an oh, old okay. organization. Okay. So this guy, he who's the guy? Dennis. Villegas. The author of the book. Yes, yeah. the author of the book. He went to... He was referred by a former cop mm-hmm. who is also a member of the Haring Bakal. Mm-hmm. And he went through the entire rights. So to your question of the rights that they needed to do, there was fasting. Ah, so there was like um, initiation rights to be inculcated. Yes. Okay. And in my mind, it sounds a lot like when you become a knight mm. in Western culture... Prayers, fasting. Or when you, like, join the seminary. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Or the monasteries. Mm. Yeah, so it's like... So you fast, what else do you do? You fast, there's tons of prayers. Uh-huh. People pray with you, you pray alone. Uh-huh. You don't sleep for a while. And then the final initiation is, they will test your kabal and kunat, okay. which is your aura and your kunat skin that you have supposed to supposedly Like, have you developed. prayed enough that you're developed? The yeah. immunity to against blades and etc. Yes. So, as part of my investiture, this is him, as part of my investiture into Haring Bakal, I would be submitted to an excruciating test that every new member must undergo. Mm-hmm. Make my body a living chopping block for an exceedingly razor-sharp sword. Brother Spine, who was the senior mm-hmm. in, their, in their group, in their chapter, would be the one to chop me in my baptism of fire. Oh my god. I'm not entirely sure why I allowed myself to be a testing tool for the power of the anting anting. By the way, when he went in, he had another anting anting in his pocket just in case. Ah. And then he was like sort of felt kinapkapan. He was sort of like, what do you call it? He like felt his pockets and inspected. Frisked him. He was frisked, thank you. Just to find out if he had other things on him because it might negate the the so power of his sandal. It? it was in his pocket. He wasn't very sleek about it so they took it out they said oh good thing I found it because it, you would have died mm-hmm. you would have been chopped so he kept another you know that he bought in Kiapo anyway so not uh, la 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 why I allowed myself to be a testing tool for the power of the anting anting but it could have been my enthusiasm or my innate gullibility to believe in the supernatural or perhaps a combination of both mm-hmm. the chopping ceremony would not only test the power of my cabal and konat but also my faith in the anting anting so what they did was they they got the knife, uh, the, the machete, and they chopped a piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. And it was indeed very sharp. Mm-hmm. And then he closed his eyes and then they hacked at him. Ah! They hacked at his neck. They hacked it. And, and hard, huh? 
They have that his neck. They have that his arms. They have that his stomach a lot. So he would have bruises even if he didn't get the next sliced. day. He had tons of bruises. Oh, so God. he knew they hacked hard, but he didn't know. He said he didn't know if they used the same sword. He or was what. he blindfolded? No, he just closed his eyes. Oh. So he didn't know, but he said if they switched it around, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he his skin was not broken. So the funny thing is, the cabal and the kunat is only gonna protect the skin. So he said, if I have internal bleeding, good luck to me, because it's like a lot of the, I know, a lot of the organs in the belly. Yeah, yeah. And your spleen, I don't know. So anyway, so he passed, and now he's part of the Haring Bakal. Okay, and you remember forever? I think so, yeah. unless the unless you don't believe in the anting anting anymore, right? and you can just leave freely. Yeah, yeah. People, people. It's who, probably not a. That it's not a cult. Then. It's not that culty, but there are others that are quite culty. Mm. Like again, I mentioned Gregorio Aglipay. It's the Philippine Independent Church, and it's it's very culty. There, the what their bishops wear are flags of the. <laughs> their robes are the flags of the Philippines, and wow, yeah, okay. and is that even allowed? You're not allowed to, right? No, it's the flag. It's. Who's gonna, I know, who's gonna enforce? True. Right? So, my, I'd like to, I, I'd like, this is my second to the last segment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned Jaime Licauco, right? Okay. And I like him because my dad went to a seminar. <laughs> and he sort of like, he had a book that I used to read as a kid. And it's, I guess it's one of my first, right? Golden mitres. And it was one of my first inculcations into the occult and to like the mythology of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so people asked him, but the thing about it, he approaches it from a seemingly scientific standpoint. He does like visualization, manifestation, and things like that. But he also like sort of dials back and says, like, why does this work? Why doesn't it not work? Mm-hmm. Right. So someone asked a journal, this was in his column in the Inquirer, I think maybe 15 years ago. He said, do you think the power of the anting thing is real? Why do people believe in it? Uh-huh. And he said, it's possible that some of the anting thing are really able to protect the owner from harm. The power of the mind over matter is very strong. So similar to what Rizal said mm-hmm. about it being auto-suggestions. If one believes in an idea strongly enough, it will work. People believe in anting thing because they have experienced its efficacy. Those who have not tried it do not believe it. I do not have specific proof or evidence that it works, but I have talked to people whose credibility are high and have claimed to see bullets bounce off bodies of people wearing anting anting. And he had a lot of writings about Mount Banahaw, mm-hmm. the waters of Mount Banahaw, that apparently one of another way that you can get become bulletproof. Is Mount Banahaw is a mystical in... mountain. Guess one, I think? Where you bathe in these sacred springs. Uh, with your with your oration, with your anting anting, and it makes your your skin impenetrable. Also, Mount Panahaw is a place where you can test your anting anting. So you bring your anting anting there, and they have like a post that people tie the different anting antings to, and then they just friggin' shoot at it. What? And the anting anting that doesn't get bullets in it is the one that works. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know. I would I would go to the Mythbusters and take a camera there or something. <laughs> so why is Holy Week an important time for anting anting making, cleansing and renewal? Even until today, yes. What is the belief behind these ceremonies at this time? Holy Week has always been considered sacred by Filipinos after Christianity was introduced by the Spaniards. Because of this, anything done during this period is holy, powerful, and sacred. There are medicinal plants gathered only during Holy Week 
and are imbued by the sacredness of the occasion. Even sorcerer's brew is believed to be more potent if done during Holy Week. Practitioners of Anting Anting test their power during this period also. Mm. Yes. And I'd like to end, if you don't have any questions, I'd like to end with a short story. Okay. I don't know if it's true or not. But again... Where it, did you see this story? It's called Anting, Anting Anting and Strange Tales. Okay. By Sergeant Kaime. And it was written in 1901. Okay. And it is on Gutenberg.org. Okay. It's, again... We'll link it in the We'll link it notes. in the show notes. But I'll tell you the... It was really well written. But I'll okay. tell you. So this story. So this story is called The Anting Anting of Captain Von Tollig. During Von Tollig? Tollig. T-O-L-L-I-G. Okay. So during the time of... During the time of Spanish occupation, mm-hmm. there was a Spanish-American war, right? And contrary to popular belief, it wasn't... Spanish and Americans against each other. There was actually still a faction of Filipinos fighting both. Yeah. Because they would they don't want the Spanish, but they don't want to be occupied mm. by this by the Americans either. So there was a faction of rebels that welcomed the Americans. And yeah. there was a faction of Tagalog rebels in this case that that were still fighting the Americans. Mm-hmm. So in this context, in this story, it starts with Captain Vontolig is leading is American? American, yes. Okay. He's leading a group of soldiers. Doesn't sound like an American name. I know, right? So he's leading a, a group of soldiers that are that Near. are gaining ground against the Tagalog rebels. Uh-huh. There was just a firefight and people were recovering. Where was this? Do in, in a Tagalog area. Okay. Later on there's a place that I've never heard of. But okay. I'll, you know. And then he said he said people were collecting the bodies. His soldiers were collecting the bodies. They had won this firefight. Off in the trees, he saw there were a couple of bodies there. He saw a person, a Filipino, okay. rummaging through the bodies. Okay. And so, long story short, he asked that guy to be rummaging caught. through the bodies. Through okay. the bodies of Filipinos. Of other Filipinos, uh-huh. he get he catches the guy. He's uh-huh. like, "What are you doing? Are you part of? The, are you soldiers?" And then when they 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 found him and they found the body he was rummaging, it was the the leader of the troop, and he had leather necklace. That was snapped. So this was like foraging for the amulet of the fallen yes. leader. <gasps> so the guy they caught. Okay. The name is never given. They find on his body a booklet. Uh huh. Of paper. It's very small, like one inch folded up. Which paper. he stole from the corpse. He stole from the corpse. Okay. And then the captain said, "Why did you steal this?" And uh-huh. he said, "This is his powerful amulet. Okay. He had um." But the he, guy just died. He died, and the guy says, "It doesn't work." And he's like, "This our leader has never been defeated." He's like. That, well, obviously it doesn't work. He died. He said, yes, because it only works if we attack. And it only works every day except for the full moon. And it was the full moon that night. So, and that's why we weren't planning on attacking. But you attacked us. Because they were like gaining ground, right? If it were up to us, we would not fight tonight. Interesting rationalism. Right? For these and things, it's always like a random loophole, right? (laughs) It's kind of like the Achilles. It doesn't work all because... So yeah, so, yeah, you didn't believe in it, you yeah. know. It's like when they like, why is the what is this? the secret doesn't work because you did not, you doubted it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's like this guy, the Dennis guy, when he, you know, he had an anting anting in his pocket, and I'm sure if he got like his neck got chopped off, it, they would have said, oh, because he had this anting other anting anting in his pocket because he didn't believe, deba. So anyway, so they found it, and then. So the, the the Filipino said, if if I tell you what it is, will you let me go and give me the book? And the guy said, let uh, the captain says, let me think about it. 
And so he told him what it was. Mm-hmm. It was an agimat that had been passed down from hundreds of years. And it was very, very powerful. Apart from the oration, it also had accounts that were very valuable. But the guy didn't know what it meant. So the captain gives it to his translator person. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is like bad Latin, like mm-hmm. bastarded Latin. Essentially, it's prayers. But also, weirdly enough, there's like an account of this guy who had died And essentially, what the account was, I, I'm, I'm this guy, my name is Christian something, I'm about to die. But before I die, I, was, I will tell you what, what happened. I was ambushed just as I was burying gold in this secret place uh-huh. called the Plaza of the Carabaos or Water Buffalo. Uh-huh. And it's buried in this cave and blah, blah, blah. So if anyone finds it, this is where I, the treasure is buried. Uh-huh. So the captain was like, oh... This was ano. This is potential treasure that we can use. Uh-huh. So he decided not to give it to the person. Okay. And the guy said, "But you promised. You promised." Wow, there's so much writing that fit in that small. Yeah, it's a very small thing. Yes, so it's very small writing. <laughs> And then they said, the guy said, the 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 captain said, "I'll let you go free. You can go back to your people." And they said, and the guy said, "I'm gonna. They're gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. They're gonna kill me if I go back without the talisman. So mm-hmm. I might as well just stay your prisoner." Okay. So weeks pass. Of course, the captain wants to hunt for the treasure. The treasure. They travel. They travel. They travel for a couple of weeks, and then finally they get to this place, which is a clearing that a place they had never gone from before. The also the attacks of the rebels sort of rescinded mm-hmm. after that, and they said like, "Oh, baka, it, maybe it's because their leader is dead, mm-hmm. and they don't have the belief in that thing, I think anymore." Yeah. Too, so they stopped attacking. Right? Okay, cool. So we we got into this place, and they finally got to this place, and he asked them the. His, you know, guide. What is this place called? We've never been here before. Oh, this is called the Plaza of the Carabao, which mm. is the Plaza of the Water Buffalo. Where on the account it said that they were, and they said, okay, tomorrow night, I tomorrow we, first thing in the morning we will begin the dig and mm-hmm. find this cave where mm-hmm. the treasure is. But that night the Filipinos come ah. and attack and kill them. And maybe it was because they were complacent. Maybe because they weren't prepared, or maybe because they hadn't seen the Filipino, they hadn't seen the scouts go around. Uh-huh. And where was the agreement? It was with the captain. But in the end, they when the Filipinos won and were looking through the bodies, they left quickly. When the other Americans came, they just found the bodies, and mm-hmm. they found the body of Captain Tolig mm. without the agreement. Okay. On the full moon. Oh. So the Filipinos waited for the full moon. And then they attacked. That's why they were gone for a couple of weeks. Interesting. So see that that like story crafting. It could have been a very straightforward story, but I was like, wow, 1901. good story. I mean, there was a lot of good literature. No, but it's not uh, most literature that I've seen. I've seen whether Western or local were really hard to read. They were really hard to read. But this was written in a very modern. Maybe it's a translation. Maybe. But it's the Gutenberg one, so it's already the original. Yeah. Pretty nice. So if if you were to try to look for an ending, I think today, mm-hmm. right? Where would you? Travel? I would make one. I would make one. If you want to buy one, you can go to Kiapo. You can have Outside it activated. The church, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiapo Church. A lot of people have their fortunes told there also. Uh-huh. Do you think that the little remember we keep talking about this the little Santo Ninos right yes. the little images of Christ that they say are for different types Purposes. of blessings yes that's kind of an agimat in a way yeah. as well right it's like a charm in a way yeah Santo Nino Santo Nino for 
IT professionals, Santo Nino for pilots, Santo Nino yeah. for, you know, that's like a little, it's a, it's again, it's about the intention, right? Yeah. yeah. But also the saints for different purposes. Yeah. And even like, again, to your point, we talked about this very early on in our Chanak episode, but in countries like Thailand, they, the baby, know, they have like little tiny dolls of of babies golden babies yeah which are supposed to be you know there for luck or yeah. for fortune yeah yeah the toyo no it's not called the toyo it's toyo in malaysia no in malaysia it's called the toyo in malaysia it's called toyo yes 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 super interesting very cool so if if you were okay angkan world on instagram they have but also uh Kiapo if you're in if you're in the philippines also tattoos Mm-hmm. Our talismans also. There's this. Uh, the, what's that book you give? You let me read. Sunshine. Yes. Where By the Robin ta- McKinley. Yeah, where the where the tattoos were talismans. Also in Supernatural. Yeah. One of my favorite TV shows. They wear an anti-possession tattoo so that they couldn't be possessed. That's also a talisman. Did Supernatural eventually end? Yeah. After how many seasons? Fifteen seasons. Oh my god, fifteen seasons. And there's gonna be a pre a prequel show. There's there's a spin-off. Yeah, the spin-off of their parents. Because <laughs> they were also hunters. I can't believe that show ran for fifteen seasons. I love it so, much. so campy. They had a I know they had a Is there a modern day aside from the is there any other kind of modern day show or movie where we feature a demon? Not that I've seen. I mean, Darna is an agima, no? Yeah. yeah. But the Pedro Penduco ones, although yeah. they're a bit old. Yeah. Who was Pedro Penduco? Jano Gibbs. Jano Gibbs. Oh my god. He was only one of the Pedro Pendukos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's tons of agimats now that... Yeah. Captain Barbell. True. That was an agimat story. True. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm sure Elastic Man is also. Right? I'm just I'm just still waiting out for the Agimat animated series featuring the Sailor Moon like magical transformation sequence. That's what I'm waiting for. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> do you have an Agimat story that you want to share? Or if you you know what, if any of you have Agimat today, I would love to see what they. Look. Yeah, share a picture and we'll share it on the page. But as I mentioned, if it's a secret, it's ah, usually true. more powerful. That's true. You're better off. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's not. Okay, you don't need to share it with us. It's fine. <laughs> tell tell us about a friend of a friend. No, but, but <laughs> I I just find this so fascinating because you would think that it's something that is a practice that you would leave behind, right? Like. It's it's a very, I don't want to say outdated, but... It's, Superstitious. It's really interesting that you're carrying this practice from like... I don't think though that it's... I don't think it's also now. just like, I know for us, I don't think it's just limited to the Filipinos or like Filipino cultures. No, of cultures. course not. Yeah. Because you know, Magic... Okay, I'm going to get this basketball reference again. Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan wears the same shorts that he wore. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. North Carolina days. Yes. Is this from Space Jam? Yes. <laughs> right? He wore the same shorts. But is that for real? Is that information? Apparently. I don't know. This real? Bugs Bunny said so, so I believe it. <laughs> well, it so if you but, watch Space Jam, right? They steal back into Michael's house because to get he his needs shorts. to wear his lucky shorts. But there are the two, two Agima tangents uh, stories there. One is... The shorts. Mm-hmm. And then one is the drinking of the... 
the special juice. The special juice, which was not special at yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. Right? I so it's it's the two things. It's the thing itself, and then it's the belief. Yeah, the beliefs that you have, like a lovely placebo effect. Yes, yes. I love it. Harry You're Potter. right. We do it for a lot of things. Yeah. Remember when Ron drank the? He thought he was drinking the lucky. Mm. It's like when you. It's like when you pick up a random coin and you believe that it gives you good luck, right? If, if the coins, the minting date is the same as your birth date, they said it's a lucky coin. It's an extra lucky coin. Mm-hmm. No, but even it's like find a penny, pick it up all mm-hmm. day long, you'll have good luck. Right? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, and there's a lot that you know a lot of it involves really like to animus point the yeah. beliefs that you put into it and the intention that you put right and i believe there's a lot of scientific studies that have been replicated which is key replication that say that people who believe that they are lucky actually identify opportunities better mm. because they are on more the lookout oh, yeah. more open to it yeah so uh, you know it's that's why i like that at the very beginning of this two-parter episode is that anting-anting is the thing itself. It's the prayer and mm. the faith mm. that you have. Mm. And in my thinking, the faith portion mm-hmm. is the strongest part. And maybe the making and the spell casting is the build-up to the faith. It's more of the intention and the you getting into the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of us have those ritualistic practices that yeah. we do to kind of help ourselves. To so your point, right? Just, in the, look, the idea of having affirmations, for yes. example, right? You are imbibing with yourself with the belief, you know, whatever you want to be or mm-hmm. whatever you want to achieve. The idea of like, you know, when you wear like a power outfit, you feel like you're invincible. Yeah. Like with the right dress, with the like, right yes. shoes. I'm not saying that like, you know, it's the same thing as an agimat, but yeah. kind of, it's your everyday little tools yeah. of magic for yourself, right? My best friend, Abby, she's when whenever she's like, I'm feeling really shitty at work. She hated her job, but she puts on her red lipstick. Mm. and she's like I'm fine I like like that I can power through the day with my red lipstick I like that right that's nice I like that so whether it is magic big or small Mm -hmm. you know let us know think about like those little moments of your little um, agimats yeah what are your little agimats we hope you like this uh, two part Mm -hmm. at least we knew getting into it that it was gonna be a two parter yes right oftentimes we're always like yeah, we're gonna make a mini song. No, I knew. I knew it, it was gonna be two parts. We hope you liked it. Lots more exciting topics and episodes coming soon. As always, uh, you can reach us at Instagram at godsmissbegracy.pod. If you are listening on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a rating, a um, review. Or review, or just share it with your friends. We have some really great reviews. (laughs) We have some very interesting reviews that we've read so far. But we love hearing from you guys. And have a great day. Have a magical, magical day. (laughs) Bye, guys.